0: Support for KQED podcasts comes from Star One Credit Union, now offering real-time money movement with instant pay. Make transfers and payments instantly between financial institutions online or through Star One's mobile app. Star One Credit Union, in your best interest. From KQED. Have you ever smoked? Yes. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha on record.
1: And i vaped.
0: Smoking has come a long way since science reporter Leslie McClurg and I were kids. Do you remember candy cigarettes? Totally remembers. I used cigarettes. to buy those all the time, my friends, and I love them.
1: I know. I know. There's something very romantic, sexy that the movies have sold us on. I know. Breathing that stuff in.
0: Of course, we know smoking ain't good for you, and most San Franciscans think so, too. Voters this week overwhelmingly approved a first-of-its-kind ballot measure that bans the sale of flavored tobacco and menthol cigarettes everywhere in the city. Today, why San Francisco is poised to take on big tobacco. Again, I'm Devin Katayama. Welcome to the Bay. So this was a pretty big deal, right? Proposition E, voters passed it.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's a really huge deal. It's the first ban across all store shelves. No
0: more flavored products. This is Leslie McClurg. She is a KQED science reporter.
1: I mean, kind of to get context for this, you need to go back to 1983.
0: 1983 was the year I was born. So oh. can you give us a sense of like what cigarette culture was like back then? It was everywhere. Just as
1: I stopped to light one of my six miles, smooth-smoking Panama cigars, I saw you. Oh, here. Sure hey, you want one, Sandy? No, thanks so, don't smoke. You don't? Mm-hmm. <laughs> go ahead, try it, it won't kill you. What I think is really interesting, you would walk into any office and most folks were smoking. Um, UCSF Hospital, the dean of the hospital, smoked at the time. You could smoke at the hospital. Jeez. You could buy cigarette packs inside the gift shops. Come to where the flavor is. Come to Marlborough Country. Smoking was really prevalent and no one really had any sense that it was as bad as we would someday learn.
0: Tell me about it. So at that time in the 1980s, smoking is all over the place. But also the science of the health consequences of smoking and secondhand smoke are getting stronger. And then in 1983, something significant happens. The
1: city supervisors passed an ordinance that would have allowed non-smokers, so if there was one non-smoker in an office, they could say, hey, I don't want smoke in the office, and the office had to create an area where smokers could smoke. So So all,
0: all it took was one person to say, hey, this is gross, or I can't take this smoke anymore, and that's it.
1: And that's it. You know, we San Franciscans are a proud bunch. We like to do things our own way. So when some folks, like four giant tobacco companies, come into our town and spend 99% of the money to defeat our new smoking ordinance, well, that just makes me mad. In
0: 1983, do you know how A measure got on the ballot?
1: Yeah, the no on Prop P. where the tobacco industry's pushback against, because ordinance that was passed by the city supervisors to limit smoke inside offices, so the tobacco industry pushes back with a referendum on Proposition P.
0: Proposition P wants government to come in here and make our decisions for us.
1: They basically made the argument that, look, we're adults, we can all make decisions for ourselves.
0: I sometimes wonder if the people behind Proposition P think we're all children. They seem to think they have to teach us good manners and common courtesy.
1: And we especially shouldn't have one person in the office that's ruling for the rest
0: of us. One person could dictate personal behavior to everyone else. Yet at the same time, with smoking being so prevalent and being just a part of the culture, San Franciscans decided to pass Prop P.
1: Yeah, and it passed by by a majority. San Franciscans really stood up and said, no, actually, we want to be able to create smoke-free environments. Hmm.
0: All right. So fast forward to today. If you smoke a cigarette today, you kind of get dirty looks in the Bay Area. I, I've i had a cigarette outside of a bar, and people were, like, poking their head out the window and saying, we can smell that move down. And I wasn't even close to, like, the window. Um, so it's, it's like, a kind of a big deal now.
1: It's a huge deal. I, I mean, I was— I was just the other day I was walking around the building, just taking a walk and a colleague of mine was sitting on the curb smoking and internally I was like, oh, <laughs> gross!" I was like, so really you're smoking.
0: Funny. So just the other day I was smoking with a colleague outside <laughs> of work uh, and we were kind of like hiding in the shadows like we were the bad kids. Not that I smoke all the time. Kids don't smoke. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, so what, what happened last year? Good afternoon and welcome everyone to the Board of Supervisors meeting of Tuesday, June 20th, 2017. Madam Clerk, please call. The
1: city supervisors pass a unanimous ban banning all flavored products from all store shelves, which is the most comprehensive in the country. Without objection,
0: the resolution is adopted unanimously. So some of this sounds like similar battles playing out with uh, tobacco products than what we saw in 1983. How did the tobacco industry respond this time around?
1: We have big money. This time around, though, it was uh, it was called the Let's Be Real campaign, which I have heard initially was a homegrown movement from grocers and local tobacco shops. Can I take a picture of you with the no signs? Yeah. Go, ahead.
0: Go ahead. This is a mission smoke shop in San Francisco.
1: And can you spell your first and last name? S-A-M. I
0: right. And the last name is A-Z-A-R. Perfect.
1: And and why do you have the signs, no I'm proppy?
0: Because uh, it's going to uh, affect my business, actually, by like 30%. And, I mean, no one has the right to tell you what to do, what to smoke, where to smoke. I mean, not where to smoke, but, I mean, you know, what to smoke. People want to smoke menthol, and When people want to smoke flavored tobacco.
1: And, and so right now you said it's about 30% of your sales is...
0: Yes, it is about 30% of my, like... The cigarettes, at least, plus you know all the juices and the stuff. That's another like five to ten percent. So yeah.
1: It's gonna hurt. Then R. J. Reynolds comes into play, big, huge tobacco giant. They sell the nation's best-selling menthol cigarette, and they start, you know, billing out millions of dollars to blanket the city in no one prop-y, um you know, advertisements. If history proves anything, it's that prohibition does not work. It didn't
0: work in the 1920s for alcohol.
1: The war on drugs has led to mass incarceration.
0: So what's different about the fight against the tobacco industry this time? Now we have all these commercials where we're being told smoking is bad. We have all these studies that have been done over the last you know, several decades about how it's harmful to our health. Um, so not only I feel like do we have the cultural aspect uh, working for voters in San Francisco, but we're also having some of the science.
1: Exactly. Yeah, I mean, I went to a rally that was all doctors in white coats. The industry spends almost a million dollars an hour on marketing. You know, instead of the dean of the U.S. UCSF school smoking like it was in 1983, I go to this rally at the Civic Center and it's all these doctors and they're all with you know these huge packets of paper citing these studies about how you know addictive tobacco is how toxic it is you know the stats in terms of death rates etc so they're really coming out in droves the companies have known flavored tobacco makes it easier for kids to start it makes the smoke easier to inhale and it makes people think that the tobacco products are safer what was similar about the fight? There's always kind of a libertarian bent to how the tobacco industry frames their pushback. It's already illegal to sell to anyone under 21. Just strictly enforce that law and leave it to me to raise my kids right. I'm voting no on Proposition E. San Francisco is saying no to candy flavored tobacco products. It appears voters have approved Proposition E. It bans the sale
0: of. San Francisco voters have overwhelmingly approved of Prop E so far. There's still some ballots to be counted. But um, it seems like this huge landslide. Are are, are advocates or anybody else saying anything about how surprised they are? I think they're
1: surprised that nearly 70 percent of the voters have passed this. They believe that it's a reflection of a real pushback against attracting a whole new generation of smokers. The science shows that market demographic of kids are trying e-cigarettes, kids that probably wouldn't have started smoking. You know, there's a demographic that likely is going to start smoking, according to race and socioeconomics. And the community, parents, et cetera, are really worried about maybe just, you know, initiating a whole new group of folks into smoking. 1983 was absolutely a tipping point most of the referendums that the tobacco industry tried to push in other cities across the country failed. And so anti-tobacco advocates today are very hopeful that San Francisco will be the tipping point this time around as well in terms of flavored tobacco products.
0: Leslie, thanks a lot. Appreciate it. Thank you. After the June 5th election results are certified, shops in the city will have 10 days to stop selling flavored tobacco and vape products, including menthol cigarettes. A number of other Bay Area cities have put some kinds of restrictions on selling certain tobacco products. The latest is San Mateo County, which passed its ordinance just this week. The Bay is a production of KQED Studios. We are your local, independent public media station, supported by you, the listener, so thank you. The show is produced each week by Erica Aguilar and Veni Tong. Senior editors are Julia McAvoy, Ethan Lindsay, and Holly Kernit. I'm Devin Kadiyama. You've been listening to The Bay. Have a great weekend. I
1: okay. remember a friend, like, sort of, you know, was like, hey, try this. And I was like... Whoa.
0: I saw a tweet from The California Report's John Sepulveda this week. He snapped a picture of one of our reporters, April Domboski, who was recording herself playing the violin for an upcoming episode of The Leap, a KQED podcast all about dramatic life moments. That is dedication to an episode. Subscribe to The Leap wherever you get your podcasts so you can hear stories made by people who care.